right. I haven't heard that in forever. Okay, well, good morning, everyone. We're st- I do apologize for not starting on time. That's right. Just waiting for oh, Rick. Are we on air yet? Or I haven't seen the. Yeah, he's he's trying to get it all set up, I guess. Okay. Well, good morning, everyone. Glad you're uh, joining with us here at the Father's Church. Um, this morning, I'm going to be sharing kind of um, uh, a smattering of things that have been going on throughout the week, because I think they're applicable. Um, and I'm really going to focus on a um, a dream that came this past week that... Um, was fulfilled the very next day in a situation. Um, I know we've all been in um, situations where, you know, the Lord will begin to speak to us. Um, and, and and sometimes, you know, whether it's in a dream or a vision or whatever it might be, or however he communicates, you know, you don't see it manifest sometimes immediately. But this one was, I mean, the dream happened that night. And the very that next day it happened that afternoon. And um, I will say this: um, just in the workplace, be on guard and protect yourself, because there are things that the enemy is trying to release against us that are embarrassing and that lead to humiliation. And um, so here we go. This is this is what we need to discuss this morning. And this is this is going to be a little bit more interactive, um, I'm sure. Please, if you have some input, add it as we go. But I'm not going to share a lot of the details of the dream because that's really not the the main focal point. But it is from a, from a sense that God knows everything that we're facing, every second of the day, every millisecond of the day. And he can prepare us, and, you know, in the midst of whatever we're facing, we just have to learn to keep our composure and really not let things just get to get to us or irritate us so much to the point to where it derails us. And what I mean by that is uh, something happened, and it was, um, it was Thursday, actually. So I guess it was early Thursday morning as I was sleeping. My sp- our spirits awake at night, even though our body's resting. And evidently the Lord began to really kind of show me details. And I, I saw myself, I saw specific things happening, and I saw the results of something. And the two words that I used earlier is what I, what I heard and what I felt in the midst of this dream was embarrassment and humiliation. And immediately when I got up that morning, I was like, on the way to work, I started praying against it. You know, and think, you know, t- trying to take authority over it and things like that, hoping that, you know, it wasn't going to happen. And I, initially, I wasn't going to let, you know, Trisha know about it. But I thought, you know what, that later that evening after the after this thing happened, I kind of talked with her about it and um and it's just the Lord's not into humiliating us. He's not into embarrassing us. So whenever those things start to happen, you know, we have to consider the source and where it's coming from. And, you know, I, I like to think the best in people. But the more you're around people, the more you find out who they really are. And, 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 and we've all been in situations that people, some people don't have good intentions. They really don't. They have evil intentions, and they're out to get you, and they're out to make themselves look like they are the best thing since sliced bread. And that's kind of, kind of the, the scenario. Now, on the other hand, 
you know, when the Lord is ready to correct us, and he does bring correction, but again, it's a perfect divine type of correction that is flawless and he does it in a different way and he has a he has a much different internal motivation as to why he brings a measure of correction in our lives and it's motivated because he uh, out of his agape and his love for us it's always motivated from that loving passionate relationship and there's a different feel to it and a different tone when 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 he's doing that you don't feel humiliated you don't feel uh embarrassed i mean it's not that you feel it the agape it says edifies and builds us up so you feel even though there's a, a a point of divine correction he's bringing you still feel that measure of being built up by it and that's that's kind of there's kind of a fine line there in discerning um that but that's kind of the way it feels for me when, when the lord and he does correct us because he what he agapes us he loves us he wants us in a line uh, to be aligned with his purpose and his plan and what he's laid out for us to be but it's a totally different look and feel to it when he does it but boy the minute humans enter into the equation in in situations like this it, it's a totally different look and feel um so how did i respond how when this started to begin to unfold and immediately when it unfolded there there was no doubt in my mind that this dream was being fulfilled instantly (laughs) hours after it was given so i just kind of went through it all and um you know you kind of smile you grin you talk you you just act like things are not really bothering you at all even though on the inside i was totally uneasy and i was just Ugh, it was just total slime is what it felt like. felt like somebody was just pinpointing every little minute thing that you were doing wrong, and this you suck, pardon the expression, you don't do anything right kind of thing. Uh, but um, I just, I, I tried to keep, keep a good face. You know, you don't, you don't let, you don't want, you don't want the enemy thinking he's, he's, he's got, you know, um, somehow he's got a foothold there. You, you, you just do your best, even though on the inside everything else was saying just the opposite. Uh, and there was mass confusion going on with Simpson in the midst of it. And uh, God's not, he's not into that, but he lets us discern that, and he wants us to be able to, to function as intercessors no matter what situation we're in, no matter what the intent is of other people, no matter what the source is, we still stand in the midst of it and that's that's challenging because the human side to me wanted to wanted to you know rise up and say who do you think you are now i'm gonna say a few things and please i mean this is among us i would not say this outside this close-knit family but When individuals start attacking people like us that are that are moving as sons of God, I don't think God just sits back and says, "You know what? I'm hands off. I'm gonna let them." I think the Lord starts to rise up, and I, and I, and He did. He rose up in a very unique way the very next day. And. There was there was some form of judgment poured out. And I'm not going to even go into the details of what it was. It was very drastic. Not on me, but on the person that took this out on me. Now, I have to say a word. In fact, that individual let me know that judgment had visited the house in a text and I mean we're not into bringing down judgment or you know like fire from heaven Lord and just consume them all that's that's not I didn't do any of that no I didn't do any of that but something happened that was very very drastic and very close to this individual and one of my first thoughts was Lord 
I don't wish any evil off on anybody. That was not any, it just happened. And it's kind of like I was reminded of, of the New Testament when, you know, Ananias and Sapphira, they, they, they lied to the saintly wind and what happened. There, there was, a, there was a, a consequence and they dropped dead right there. That's pretty, no. God, now God's, he, he, he can do whatever he wants to do. And, and I know that's a really um, extreme case. But we, we need to know that whatever we face, we still need to respond in a godly way. No matter what the other, what, no matter what's being said to us, and I'm not saying we can't speak. We can. We can still speak, but we need to make sure that we're, we're going to take the high road, is what I'm saying. Not lash out, not, you know, and we're prone to do that. But I'm so thankful that... Um, that I, whatever it, it, the, the the situation took its course, and this thing happened the following day, and I just I was stunned that nobody died, but it all, it was almost like a near death type of thing that was immediately happening in in the family, not mine, but in the this other thing, and I'm like, whoa, Lord, you. You know, is, is, is God a God of judgment? Yeah, He really is. He determines, uh, I mean, the, the, the principles are there. And I'm not saying we go around and call down judgment. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, as sons of God operating at the right hand of the throne, God's invested a lot in all of us. And He is not going to just stand by and let somebody try to rip us a new one, pardon my expression, without coming and saying, you know what, I'm going to arise, I'm going to awaken, and I'm going to fight on your behalf. So, Cece? That could be definitely applicable I mean, there. You know, and we don't know what was going on in that individual's life that, that led up to that. I mean, maybe there was... Yeah, we, we those those mics always interfere. Well, they had come against uh, the, the authority structure, in, you know, in the heavens anyway. Maybe it was something within their own life where they were bucking what God was doing. You know, we, we don't know. I mean, right. I mean, they're, they're, and, and that's true. That's, I'm glad I mean, you brought maybe, that up. Maybe it was more than just really what happened to you. But it was maybe that was just a compiled top off from God just says, well, you know. Yeah, and there's and that's 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 a good point too. So. Debbie? I was just going to make a comment, too, that um, we have to always remember to keep ourselves girded up, especially after a seminar, <coughs> because um, this isn't the only thing I've heard that has happened that's been dramatically attacking on someone. I mean, to the point of a lost friendship has happened, uh, some attack, you know, from oh, yeah. part of it. But the enemy does like to derail the good things that God has placed and take us off point of where he's guiding us and where he's taking us. So the things that we've learned, the things, you know, I felt, personally, I felt the seminar was, you know, I'm not able to be here during the day, but overall, my sense of the seminar and when I was here just felt um, very positive and just a real of the next step and where we're moving and I felt there was such a unity and it just it yeah. felt very good. Mm -hmm. So the enemy, you know, he, he can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. he, the body came together but when the body then goes into their Ontario, then he can right. start like, oh, I'll just, you know, start being a, get their minds you know, more focused on other things. And I think what you said, Mark, is true that, you know, we have to I think it's good for us to be alert. You had a dream, which was great. 
I think for all of us, we have to be alert mm -hmm. and recognize as things are said or done, <coughs> our reaction to that. Yeah. We have to always be godly. Mm -hmm. We have to always be godly. You know. And you're right. We don't know what other people are going through and how the enemy thinks that. Not even necessarily using them, but he can use he can speak into toward us to where we react incorrectly mm -hmm. to something. Mm -hmm. So we have to always be I think on guard, especially when you come out of a big time of ministry and, and impartation. That and as well as the expansion too going on too in, in Brazil as well. So you know those are all those are good points. Yeah, yeah Monica. Well, Good for you. Way to go. So I took a stand, and Les asked me to give that testimony this morning, so I will. But because of that, there, there's been some shift in our job. And the girl, who's a pastor's wife, that brought the book to us to read, and we bought the curriculum. We're going to do this whole big Bible study. Uh, I went to her as soon as, you know, after Sunday, I went to her on Monday, and I said, let me explain to you, and I had told her about all these manifestations I was having while I was trying to read this book, and I said, and then the Lord showed me why, and I told her, I had to, I had to, I threw the book away, and I said, I can't be part of this, and I said, you know, I don't want to hurt you in any way, you know that I love you, and I, I know that we're all a team, and we're trying to do, you know, grow in Christ as a body right here on our job, mm -hmm. and I said, but I, this is what the Lord's told me, and this is what I have to do, and she's like, well, I get it, she said, that's what the Lord told you, that's, you know, fine, I said, well, I just wanted to come to you because you had brought the book, you know, you want to make sure, I just want to make sure there wasn't, you know, whatever, well, apparently, uh, I won't say it, but anyway, I, for like three weeks, I wasn't being part of the Bible study, and I was going in my office, closing my door, putting the worship music, and my prayer was, Lord, don't let whatever that content in that book, uh, it, you know, you know, go throughout the body of women and my job and get things twisted and, you know, because it wasn't right. And I was just trying to pray a hedge of protection over them mm -hmm. that whatever is in that book, that it wouldn't, you know, twist. You it know? wouldn't twist. It wouldn't get inside them yeah, and affect you know, them in a... Yeah, you go. Th I mean, he he does all those different things, and you battle those thoughts, and 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 that's that's something that happened even after, you know, this this dream, and then walking through it the very next day, you know, this weekend has been a battle for me, you know, it's been a and and uh, Trish and I've been talking. I said, man, prior to this, everything. I mean, it was, you know, the great grace, and 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 and, and, and things were things were great. It's fine. And this ju it, the enemy is really, you know, he doesn't have any new tricks in his book, you know. He, he just reuses them and just, um, but, you know, in my mind, my thoughts started to get really convoluted and, and thoughts of, um, uh, well, you screwed up, you know, you made m big mistakes, you know, this person's going to do this, they're going to go and they're going to say this back to your manager. And I mean, you, and all these, so all this stuff starts coming in and I start having headaches and, you know, different things like that because my thoughts were starting to dwell on that. And, you know, you recognize it and you say, you know, you know, I got up this morning even still f fighting this in my thoughts. And, um, you know, Maybe there is some validity to some things that were being shared, but the embarrassment and the humiliation, not so, not, not so much. The Lord does not want us. Now, I, I know there's instances where he wants us to feel 
What does it feel like when he's pummeling you as powder, making us contrite? When he does things like that, though, it's so perfect. And I, sometimes I don't have a real grid to try to explain it the way he does it in such a perfect way to where we welcome it and we don't go, and you know, he, it's just, he does things in a totally different way and it has a different feel to it and a different flavor and you don't feel beat down by it. You feel, even though there's correction and there's contrition and there's um, you recognizing, um, like Paul, you know, woe is me, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm fighting this fight every day. God doesn't really, he's not into that. Um, so another thing that began to happen was um, just false accusations started to happen in the midst of this thing. And I'm like, I even addressed it face to face. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And, and, and here's something else that came up. Things started being drudged up from the past. And I'm like, what? And, 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 I, and my first thought was I felt a, a, a twisted atmosphere. And I, and I said, I wasn't, that, that wasn't what I did that for. So this individual is trying to take something that was done and look at it and mis they misinterpreted intentions and motivations and we can really and I say we because we have to be careful that we don't try to think we know somebody's internal motivation you don't know it I don't know it God does he 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 knows the reins and the hearts and the thoughts and the intents and he can reveal things but we can't just go you know Nancy you're sitting there you don't have a smile on your face oh you're so sad Nancy you see how we, I mean, we, we tend to can fall prey to try to reading people based off of external things. Or let's, let's take it a step further where we, where we might be prone to go, um, well, this circumstance is going on. I see this, 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 and this. Oh, this is the end result. And we can really miss it because we don't know what's going on inside the mind and the heart of the person. And that was going on, and I, and I was trying to speak against it, and I felt confusion in the midst of it. I mean, this is all happening in a matter of seconds. And finally, I just I stopped talking, and I said, you know what? And it finally ended an hour later after going through this for an hour, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, thankfully, had another meeting. Now watch this, though. In the next meeting, there were some things that came out that made the other individual feel very stressed out, very uncomfortable, and, and the words were even said about that. So there was some kind of immediate kind of, uh, I don't like to say, I don't like to use the word judgment, but there was, there was a consequence to what just happened. Um, and then the next day there was a more severe one where judgment was poured out and it manifested in the family. Um, not in a good way. Um, so one of the scriptures that I've really been looking at off and on is in Ephesians 6, and I'm, I'm going to read that. We, we probably are not going to get to this over here. Uh, you can take that. I know that was a teaching that um, on provision, which I was going to focus on some of the, you know, prosukamai type prayers. And, um, but in Ephesians 6, now this is, you know, as I'm saying this, I know now why I was focused on this passage for like two weeks prior to this dream coming and then this thing starting to happen. The Lord was trying to prepare me for something I couldn't see out in, in, in front of me. But Paul writes, and we all know this, in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in yourself, Right? No, it means we need to, and the word for strong there, pastors taught on this many times and others as well, it, it's a word that, that, is, that means empowerment. Be, receive an empowerment in the Lord and then in the power of his might. So everything we do in the midst of, of, our, of our walk, and in this case in, in a spiritually charged warfare scenario, we need to be empowered in the Lord and in the power. And I believe that is that Iskris? No, that's Kratos. In the, the power that comes from the throne. 
of his iscus. And, and I'm not going to teach on all that. Pastor's already done that. But then in verse 11, we're, we're commanded to put on the whole armor of Theos. And notice it's, it's, not, it's not our armor. Whose armor is it in this, in this verse? It's the armor of Theos. And I remember growing up and hearing messages on this. And, and people would kind of make it feel like it, it's your armor. It's, <laughs> it's not our armor. It's the armor of Theos. And so that's one of the things that kind of resonated in my spirit when I, when I was reading this, you know, for a few weeks off and on was God was saying, this is my armor. When you wear this, you are protected. But when we don't wear that, guess what? We leave ourselves vulnerable. And it's so true. When you think about your walk, whenever, like, like me just a second ago, talking about the, 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 the thoughts and the warfare, the mental warfare that we, we, we cause a lot of times ourselves, but then the enemy will get right in on that as well. We, we have to remember that um, we, taking every thought captive, let's take that for just a second. That's a major job. <laughs> that is a huge job. I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, are you sure you want us to do this? Because don't you know we have, you know, from the time I get up at 6 a.m. or 5.30, whenever you get up, I've got this to do and this to do. And then in the midst of that, all these thoughts are coming that I know are not me or, or the enemy or me. And it's constant war that goes on inside me all day, every day. And it's a, it's a challenge. But, you know, and I've tried exercises where I would try to do this. And I'm really not that skilled at it. <laughs> Take this thought that comes and that thought. You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a thought of truth. This is a thought of doubt. This is a, a, a thought of unbelief. This is just Mark here thinking this crazy thought here. This, this is a twisted thought. I mean, we just go on and on and on and on. But he says, take every thought captive and submit it to the obedience of Christ. So in the midst of all of this, if we keep reading... Why do we even need the armor of Theos? Well, it's, it specifically says, so that his armor will give us the dunamai, or the ability to be able to stand. You see, we can't stand in our own capability and in our own strength. We can't do it. It refers back to the armor of Theos that gives us empowerments to be able to stand in whatever it is we're facing. And I feel a measure of relief just saying this. And that's that from, from our place seated at the right hand, that's how important what we say is. And it can be like this, or it can be a little bit louder. It just, the volume it doesn't determine the, the authority level. It doesn't. I mean, I can sometimes, so we, we have to be very careful what we say. And what we release and what we don't release. And, you know, it's that whatever we, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose will be loosed in heaven. And it's not that we just go around willy-nilly and determine, I'm going to loose this today or I'm going to bind. No, it's, it's what we hear him doing in heaven and we partner with him in that and we release that into the earth. So it's not us, it's him as a partner, though, we release and speak what he's told us to declare in the earth. And so I just, I want to I do something here as we are approaching the 20-minute time frame here of ending. I want you to think of something that you, that you fought this week. Something that has come against you in your thoughts. That you know has, maybe, maybe it's been embarrassment or humiliating thoughts or whatever, whatever it may be. And before we leave in this room, I want you to take those things captive and I want you to submit them to the obedience of Christ, to, to your obedient walk as a son. And when we walk out of this room, let's leave them there. And it doesn't mean that the enemy won't try to come back 
and, and try to remind us of that because he's been doing it already all day. From the time I got up this morning to the time I've, we got here, we talked about it on the way over here a little bit. And I'm like, I'm having a hard time getting, shaking this. It just doesn't seem to go away. Even though I know who I am in the Lord as a son, that's just the way these things are sometimes. I don't like it. I don't like how it feels. But it's for our good. And so the Apostle Paul says, make sure that you are empowered in the armor of Theos. This will give you the ability to stand against. What are we standing against? Well, the wiles of the devil. At the highest level, it's the ability to stand against the trickery and the demonic sophistication. I know those are kind of oxymorons, but if you look at it, the enemy has a twisted, sophisticated capability to try to lure us into things that are, hath God said. I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing that he tries to do, is to get us to begin to doubt what the heart of God has revealed to us. And then once he gets us to really just bite on it, take the bait, then he starts in, in, in massaging it in and making it worse and worse. And if we're not careful, then it can begin to really be magnified. And instead of magnifying the plan of God, we're magnifying the plan of the enemy. Now, I don't think we do it intentionally. And so as we stand against the walls of the, of the devil, then he starts to build even further into it and, and tell us, okay, your, your struggle or your, the, 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 the confrontation, the wrestling that you have, it's not against the people here. It's not against the flesh and blood individual, but it is against... You know, and he goes through the demonic hierarchy, the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, and then pneumaticus wickedness, and he tells us the location where they're, where they're at. They're in at high places or heavenly places. Now, watch this. Verse 13, though. The language kind of changes a little bit, and here's where our partnership with the armor of God comes in. In verse 13, Paul says, Wherefore, take unto you the armor of Theos. The first one was, he said, you need to allow God to empower you. Put it on. We can't put it on. He puts it on us. He, like, And we'll see what some of that armor is. What is the armor of Theos? And, and we'll, we'll read that, but let's keep going. Take unto you the whole armor of Theos that you may be able to do what? Now the terminology is changing a little bit. The first one was to stand, this one is to withstand, the anti-histeme, to be able to, and if you look at that and you study it, um, it means to stand against, or, or another way of saying it is, is oppose, so that we can, we can oppose anything that comes to us in the, in the evil day, the day. I think that's interesting. It didn't say the year. Said day, so that kind of speaks to us about our day-to-day -day walk, and how important it is that we take this armor. So once he brings an empowerment, it's up to us to partner with it. Right? It's kind of the way that I, that I see this. There's other applications, and then he says, when you've done all to stand, stand. Okay, Lord. There's three stands in like three or four verses, and and it's very important. Um, and then he starts to list in verse 14 the different armor that em embodies Theos. <coughs> truth, right? God is truth. God is Alethea. That's part of his armor. And when we are operating and being empowered in truth, there ain't nothing that breaks through that, right? I mean, we, we're, we're, there's stability that comes when we, and I think a lot of it is we get it in, we read it, we, we declare it, we speak it, we talk to one another about truth. And that dispels the, uh, the trickery of the enemy when we do that, the devil. And then he says, having on the breastplate of what? Righteousness. So God is righteousness, right? That's his armor. So we, truth, it's, I, I, it's interesting that it starts with truth, isn't it? And then it goes to righteousness, 
And then we have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. God is peace, so that's part of his armor, right? And above all, taking the shield of what? Faith. And these, tr these terms of being a shield would represent how it can extinguish things that the enemy's trying to release against us, the arrows, the darts, and I mean, so that it can do what? Quench or extinguish the fiery darts of the wicked. And then here's, here's how we deal with our, the things in our head. A helmet of what? Salvation. A, help, uh, uh, a helmet, something that we wear spiritually that is very much real, it's tangible, can be touched, can be seen. But when you look at salvation, it has a, um, obviously, coming to know the Lord element, but it also has a protective element and a, a delivering element as well that's attached to it. So we need the salvation of Theos. That's part of who he is, his armor. And then we've got the sword of the pneuma, the sword of his breath, which is the rhema of Theos. I just think that's interesting. That there gives us a listing of the armor of Theos. And then here comes important pieces that follow it. Verse 18. Prosuchamine, there's how we can connect that with what I was going to say with the, the handout there. Prosuchamine, with all prayer, prosuche, and supplication, diasis, that is in the breath of God. When we are interceding, and Pastor has done a great, excellent job. I, I'm, I'm so anticipating. I know he's got a lot of works that he's doing, but I think one of the one of the one of the books that he's he, I know he started. I don't know where he's at on it, but is 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 the and he's written some of this in the uh, revelatory prayer. But he, he's expanding more on prosukamai and prosuke and deasis in another prayer book is prosukamai and deasis is in the pneuma of, of, of God. It's, it's who he is. And so he begins to birth that within us through our spirit and we partner with him in it and it's so important in the midst of warfare that we continue to do that. The enemy will do everything he can to try to keep us from doing this all prayer and deasis that's in the breath of God. He will fight that. He, he, and there's a myriad number of ways he can, he'll try to do it. He'll just try to, you may have a feeling of, well, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Our bodies can kind of keep us from praying and supplicating because <laughs> we're just tired. You know, Lord, I'm just going to sleep in this morning. You know, I don't want to go, uh, you know, Saturday morning. I'm, uh, Lord, I really got a lot of stuff I got to do. I'm just not going to go over there and pray. Or, I mean, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. We got things we have to do. But what I'm saying is the enemy will fight this. Let's say you can't make it over here. Well, man, you're driving down the road. Prosukamai. Deasis. What, in the spirit. Get in, and and you, we can do that. So we don't have to just, it's great when we come together. But we can do this anywhere we're at. Les can do this when he's in a meeting with a client. I probably should have did this on Thursday when this was going on, but I was too fighting all the atmospheres and demonic spirits that were in the room. I was like, okay, I never. So I was standing. That's that about all I was doing. <laughs> you ever feel that way where you just feel like you're, that was what I was doing. But the all prayer and the all supplication, it's, it's in his breath. That's just who God is. It looks different. It feels different. Most of the church world has no idea of the difference. But the Lord in his timetable has showed us there is a difference in all prayer and supplication. But the church lumps all that together. But it's hard to lump it together when it's actively working in your spirit. And it's different. And you recognize, you may not be able, you may not be able to explain prosukamai and prosuke as detailed as pastor, okay? Now keep in mind, 
when the revelations are being given to an individual, they, there is a special dispensation of grace and anointing to be able to even grasp it in the human mind. And at that point, whoever the recipient is, it, it, it is not that it's not important. It's that's there, and they have a much greater revelatory thing that God has given to them to understand it. And so you walk out of it, or they do, and and they're they're his mind. And my, I know mine has too. It's just as boggled and like, wow, that's unbelievable. And you step out of it, and you try to capture it, and write it, or, or or put bullet points to it, or list. And it's so real while it's going on, and then it may it may abide for a few days, and then it maybe dissipates. And so, what I'm saying is, don't let the enemy pull us away from prayer. This all prayer and supplication. He's gonna he's gonna say things that are not true. He's gonna say things that are unrighteous. He's going to say things that are not in alignment with the eternal plan. He's going to try to embarrass you in front of other people. He's going to try to humiliate you in front of other people. And the way we respond needs to be out of a heart of agape and building up. We need to speak grace even in those situations. God didn't identify, oh, you speak grace only when it's good, right? We speak grace because that is going to help control that atmosphere and keep you keep us on the right path. So it's a learning experience for all of us. It's definitely one for me because it floored me. Um, let's keep reading here. Ten, we got ten minutes. And then it brings in and watching thereunto with all perseverance. And perseverance. I mean, when you when you look at it. Um, I've taught on this before. It speaks of a persistency. It speaks of enduring and being earnest and diligent um, in, in such a way that you're not going to, you're going to attend to whatever whatever's being asked of you, you're going to do it in an insidious manner. Um, and and that's, that's kind of what this means here. And supplications, and here's the link, for the saints. Um, and then Paul in verse 19 says, And as for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds. He, he, he was so committed, so persistent to the calling of the Lord and what God had placed for him, the, the mystery of the gospel, the euangelion of, of God unfolding his plan and his good news to the world and I don't see any any of us with bonds on right now I don't see us in chains I really don't and I look at the life of the Apostle Paul and I say Lord help me help us to be like the Apostle Paul when we're faced with situations that are similar I would never say same because <laughs> he faced some horrific circumstances but he, he stayed committed and, and he can write these things he can tell us stand stand therefore and when you've done all keep standing because he did that he modeled that and when you go back and you read when you start reading about when, when Saul comes to the surface in the book of Acts and you start to study his life you see him standing I mean he's standing even when a viper jumps out and latches on to his arm when he should have died everybody's just waiting on him to just kill over and die he doesn't they're amazed and therefore they start saying he's a god he he should have died you know but he didn't i mean he he stood shipwrecked out in the middle of the sea floating in on pieces of god still brought points of deliverance in situations that were just horrible but they were part of the apostolic plan for the Apostle Paul. That was, that was what God had laid out for him. And I guess this was something I was supposed to walk through. You know, you're going to walk through something on Monday or Tuesday that it's going to be different, but it's going to be very similar to, to, to in how we respond. I believe how we respond will dictate the atmosphere. 
we are, if we truly believe that we are seated in heavenly places at the right hand, and we are in the Spirit, then what we say has great power and, and, and the ability in Him to absolutely change the atmosphere. And that's another thing I have to remember. When you're in the thick middle of atmospheres colliding that are demonic and godly, I can get overwhelmed. I can't. I'm just telling you. It, it's not easy. But in the midst of it, I have to, it's a reminder to me, control the atmosphere. Speak my purpose. Speak my plan. Even, how do you do that? Well, you just, you stand. Sometimes you just, you stand and by virtue of the armor that you're wearing will help bring points of protection. So the struggle that I had in my thoughts was because the enemy was trying to release things that were not related to what? The truth. And so when that starts to happen, the way we combat truth, or excuse me, the way we, we combat evil words or false accusations is we declare the truth. We declare it. And if you have to declare it over and over again, do it. If you have to print it out on a piece of paper and put it on your refrigerator and in your bathroom on the mirror, <laughs> wherever you put truth everywhere in your house. You know, there's a reason why they, they put the truth in the, the, the phylacteries or whatever and they wore it on their foreheads and around their heart because it needs to go here. Because that's where we, we fight the battle is in our minds. And then it starts to affect us physically and emotionally and in every other way if we allow it. Right. It, it's, it's, it's about the Lord's plan and what he's wanting to do. It's um, in ditto that. So um, I guess if I had to give a title to this teaching this morning, it would be stand, stand, stand three times. And I'm saying that because I'm standing in the midst of it and I'm still, you know, we're all there. We're just going to face it at, at, in different ways as we move forward together and as, as the expansion begins to happen. There's still great grace in us and around us and on us. None of that's changed. Um, but keep in mind the importance of the armor of Theos. It's not our armor. We wear his armor. Wear his truth, his righteousness, and all the other things that we just we talked about. And there's a lot of other things too, but this we're just focused on something that involves warfare. And these things will help us in the midst of it. We know where the battle is, right? We know it's in the heavenly realms. We know that principalities are still they once we once we fight them and we have authority, they don't just die, right? They're still active. Principalities will still try to influence us. Powers the rulers of the darkness of this world. There are rulers that, that guard over. I mean, you think politically. Okay, let's just look at things politically. Oh, just for a moment, please. I don't want to <laughs> just keep truth, truth in the forefront of our thinking here. as <laughs> we talk about this. It's so chaotic. I mean, there's so many accusations and things that are being leveled, uh, you know, against leaders. And, I mean, it's just... People rising up, and they are not even thinking once about just attacking. I mean, you know, even the president of the United States, whom we're supposed to be as Christians praying for, even, even when a Barack Obama was in, we still had an obligation to pray for the leader that was there. Did we agree with a lot of things? He, absolutely not. We still pray for those that are in authority. That principle does not change even if an evil king is there because... The people in the Old Testament faced that. They had evil kings. God still brought about his eternal plan with evil kings, you know, godly kings. He, did, he, he can do that. How he does it, I have no idea. But he can manage all of that stuff. Our thing is just to stay committed, to stand and be his intercessor and partner in the earth. That's a, that's a, that's a big-time job. But I want to come back full circle to what I asked you earlier. Hopefully you've got something in your, in your thinking about what you've, what you've faced that has been a real challenge mentally for you. And I'm focusing in on work because I think that's one of the areas where this thing is cropping up. 
in some of us. In the last three or four minutes here, I want us just to take a few minutes where there's total silence. And you can, you can, you can close your eyes. You can do whatever you need to. But I want you to get, I've already got it. I've already told you, spill my beans, so you know what mine is. <laughs> get that firmly in your mind, and I want you to take those thoughts captive in this moment. And then speak truth. You can say it out loud. You can just think it in your mind, but just release truth. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity. And, and I'm reminded as I close this out, I'm reminded of a, a messianic prophecy that Isaiah spoke of. And I'm trying to pull it up here on my phone so I can just read it and declare it. Um, where Jesus was in situations that were... He could have easily decided that he was going to just speak things that were not in alignment with your, your purpose. But it says this about him. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he bore our griefs, our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one of us in our own way, and Yahweh has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted, but he did not open his mouth and speak anything inappropriately in the midst of oppression and affliction. Help us to be the same way as our Lord Jesus Christ. When we feel oppression, when we feel affliction, when we open our mouth, let it be to speak about the eternal plan and purpose that you've destined for all of us. We thank you for the opportunity to, to inter be intercessors and partners with what's being transacted in heaven at the right hand. Never let us take that for granted. We love you, we praise you, and we give you thanks for everything that you're doing in us and all over the world. And we speak your blessing in, into every person and into every saint's church throughout this network. May the great grace of our God be seen and known in and through your people. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So anybody have any...